Hey, I'm Rachel May, country singer-songwriter and host of Mama's Cup of Ambition, the podcast for ambitious mamas with big dreams and little kids. Or maybe your kids aren't so little anymore, but your dreams are still just as big as ever. Wherever you find yourself in your motherhood journey, if you've got ambitious goals that you're longing to achieve, and you're looking to spark inspiration, cultivate motivation, and develop community with like-minded mamas, you're in the right place. As a new mama myself, I created this show as a place for honest and empowering conversations about motherhood, entrepreneurship, and dream chasing. So grab a notebook, top off that cup of coffee, and let's turn our goals into action plans and our dreams into reality together. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Mama's Cup of Ambition. I'm so glad you're here. It's been another productive week over here, (laughs) and if you caught last week's episode, then you heard me lamenting about my stinky fridge and the dread of investigating the source of the smell and cleaning it. (laughs) And I'm happy to report that after that episode, I felt motivated to just start and to restore order to my fridge, and I discovered that the source of the funky smell was a big bag of rotting cauliflower in my produce drawer. Shocking, I know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was disgusting and also satisfying all at the same time. Um, So it's been nice to have my fridge back and free from that rotting smell. I just wanted to close that loop in case you were curious. (laughs) How's your week been? Have you tackled anything that you've been dreading or putting off? I think there's something so satisfying about just knocking something that you've been avoiding off of your to-do list. Like for me, it just frees up so much bandwidth in my mama brain. It's magical. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. What do you think of today's show name? (laughs) Did it grab your attention? Are you wondering how in the heck one even becomes a blacklisted ballerina? (laughs) Might have been a bit of a stretch to say blacklisted. I wasn't actually blacklisted, but I did try my hand at ballet as a kid. And today I'm going to share with you how that turned out for me and how it's been haunting me ever since without me even knowing it. Spoiler alert, my career as a ballerina was very (laughs) short-lived, but I'll tell you more about that in a bit. So like I mentioned in last week's Shine Wild project episode, for the month of January, my theme has been to just start. And as January 2023 comes to an end, I wanted to share with you how that theme of the project has played out for me this month. And initially, I thought this would just be one episode. But then as I started digging in, I realized there was way too much ground to cover in just one episode. So I decided to break this up into three parts. And in the next two parts of this series, I'm going to include what I'm calling my car confessionals. (laughs) Um... They're just the raw audio diaries that I recorded on my phone this month to document my progress. So those will be peppered in throughout the next two episodes, and I think you'll like them. They're kind of like the confessionals from your favorite reality TV show, but with slightly less drama and more aha moments. And I wasn't entirely sure when I was recording those what purpose they would serve. I mainly just wanted to have some real-time reflections to listen back to when I sat down to write for the Shine Wild project. But then as I listened back to the audio, I thought that maybe some of it would resonate with you. And you might remember in my relaunch episode, I said that I really wanted this season and these episodes to feel like voice notes between friends. And These are the kind of raw and vulnerable moments that I would totally share with my closest friends, so I decided that they were worth sharing with you here as well. Okay, now that we've got that all covered, should we jump in? Yeah, let's do it. 
So when I settled in on my Just Start theme for the Shine Wild project for the month of January, that intention really got my mind swirling with all of the things that I'd been wanting to get started but had been putting off. So I did a brain dump, and from there I was able to really pretty quickly create a list of my top priorities for the month. Things like relaunching this podcast, and opening the doors to the Ambitious Mamas Club, and beginning a daily writing practice, and getting my body moving more. So obviously, you're listening to this episode right now because I did, in fact, bring the show out of maternity leave and I relaunched the podcast. And last Friday, you might have noticed a bonus episode in your podcast feed with the announcement that the doors officially opened to the Ambitious Mamas Club. Check and check. And I'm definitely writing a lot more, although admittedly, I haven't developed like a daily ritual out of this one yet, but I'm writing more than I have in years, so I'm counting that as a success as well. And I've actually been participating in a book writing challenge this week that has me really fired up and has helped me to set some fun goals around my writing, so that's also been really cool. But today, I wanted to share with you my experience this month with the fourth thing I mentioned on my list, the intention to get my body moving more. So let me just say that, first of all, having two little kids and two dogs, I move my body all day, every day, just being a mama. (laughs) And we go for walks and nature hikes all the time as a family. But my goal here was really to make space in my schedule to move intentionally, you know, like to have time carved out to just connect with my body and to challenge myself physically again, because it's been a long time since I gave myself that space. Like I'm talking before kids a long time. And I used to regularly challenge myself physically. I mean, I think I've mentioned in the past in an episode that I did Tough Mudder before making my move to Nashville. And I used to box regularly. I even worked as a fitness coach for a hot minute at Curves. Do you remember Curves, the circuit training gym for women? (laughs) I was a fitness coach there for a minute. (laughs) It was a fun time. Anyway, all this to say, I really enjoy physically challenging myself and feeling the power of my body. But it's been an experience that I've been really disconnected from since my motherhood journey began. So finding a starting point back into mindful movement just felt like an important part of my January theme to just start. And this wasn't about trying to lose weight or some bounce back after baby, make over my mom bod kind of thing, because I love my mom bod. I truly do. I mean, in the past few years alone, my body has supported me through growing, birthing, and feeding two babies. It's healed from two major abdominal surgeries in the form of C-sections. I had a broken foot that it healed from. I had a miscarriage and a broken heart that came along with that loss. My body supports me through the countless number of tasks that I ask of it every single day, oftentimes while running on very little sleep as well. I mean, my body shows up for me and serves me and my family daily, and I am grateful. I'm so grateful for my body, and I stand in love and admiration for it most of the time. (laughs) Um, That is a work in progress as well. And I really, I just resonate with the energy of like working out and eating well because I love my body, not because I hate it. That just feels so much more motivating to me. But that hasn't always been the case. And I'll be honest, there have definitely been seasons in my life where I would have said things like, oh, I hate my body, or where I treated my body like an adversary rather than an ally. 
And it's taken me a really long time and a lot of work on my mindset to change the way that I see and talk to myself. And like I said, I'm still working on it. But one of the things that really helped me in that mindset shift was the work of Dr. Emoto. Have you heard of him? He was this Japanese scientist who revolutionized the idea of our thoughts and intentions and the impact they have on the physical realm. And for over 20 years, he researched and studied the scientific evidence of how the molecular structure of water transforms when it's exposed to human words, thoughts, sounds, and intentions. And he actually has a book that was a New York Times bestseller. And in that book, he demonstrates how water exposed to loving and compassionate human intention results in this aesthetically pleasing physical molecular formation in the water, while conversely, water exposed to fearful and like negative human interactions and intentions resulted in this like disconnected, disfigured and unpleasant physical molecular formation. I'll link to the book in the show notes so you can check out the work and the images for yourself. But the point I'm trying to make here is that if water is affected by the words and intention and energy of humans, as Dr. Emoto's book and work implies, then I think it's fair to assume that we as humans would also be affected deeply by the thoughts we think and the words we speak to ourselves, considering that our bodies are made up of anywhere between 50 to 70% water at various times in our life. And it's not hard to make the connection here that Dr. Emoto's research indicates that the words we choose to speak to ourselves and to others matter and they have the ability to deeply impact us and the forms that we take. And I know that was a bit of a nerdy detour there, but I think the message that our words and thoughts are powerful is something that we all need to be reminded of from time to time, right? And Dr. Emoto's work really caused me to start paying closer attention to the words and the thoughts that I let filter through with regard to my body and my ability. So coming back to my intention to move more, when I started to make a plan, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to take bar classes. And I had been cyber-stalking the Bar 3 studio in my neighborhood since they first opened their like pop-up classes in 2019 while I was pregnant with Waylon. <laughs> and I even got in touch with them at that point and learned that it was safe for me to participate in the classes during my pregnancy and beyond. And I told myself, okay, I'm doing this. And as you can probably guess... <laughs> I didn't. And if you listen to this show with any regularity, then you can probably also guess why. Because I swear I feel like I just reveal another fear that I've held with every episode I release. (laughs) I should just rename the show Mama's Cup of Fear and Resistance. (laughs) But we're friends here, and I know that I can show you this side of me, which is amazing. So I'm not afraid of you, and that is why I share my fears here. Anyway, I didn't start then, and I just kept stalking them on social media and liking all of their posts, all while telling myself that I should really just go and give it a try. So when I started the Shine Wild project, I knew that Bar 3 was going to be a part of my Just Start January. And my darling doll husband, Gabe, even bought me a 10-class pass for Christmas to get me started because he knew that I had been talking about trying this workout routine (laughs) since 2019. So. Here's where my ballet story comes into play. So you can bet that I did a bunch of online research about bar classes and what to expect. And what I gathered was that 
a bar class was a little bit like if a ballet bar workout, yoga and Pilates all had a baby together. (laughs) And all of that sounds great, except for the fact that as a kid, I was kicked out of ballet class. And although I've joked about that memorable moment from my childhood. It wasn't until I signed up and prepared to attend my first bar three class that I realized the profound effect that that experience still had on me. So my mom and my sister were both graceful ballerinas, and we even had a ballet bar hanging in our dining room at one point. (laughs) Like we were a ballet family, and I desperately wanted to be a part of that club. So when I got the opportunity to take ballet lessons for the first time, I was all in, and I was over the moon excited. I remember standing in that studio feeling so thrilled to be there and also just like completely terrified because from the minute I walked in, I just felt like I didn't belong. I felt like the pudgy, uncoordinated wannabe in the room full of real ballerinas. Like the other kids just seemed sleek and confident and they were all there stretching on their own as we waited for the class to start. And I stood there like awkwardly trying to mimic their movements, pretending that I knew what stretches to do too. (laughs) I mean, even their leotards and tights seemed to put mine to shame. Like I just felt out of place. And it didn't take long for Francois, the statuesque French ballet instructor, to let me know that I was in fact out of place and that I was far from graceful ballerina status. And I just remember her choreography directives were dripping in the most decadent accent set against the backdrop of the classical music that was playing on an old record player in the corner. Yes, a record player. This was a long time ago. (laughs) Anyway, I stumbled through the arabesques and the attempted like pirouettes And the teacher would sigh heavily like she was letting me know that I wasn't hitting the mark and that I was like wasting her time. And I can still hear her voice so loudly snapping at me to stand up straighter and tuck your butt in more, suck your stomach in, don't exaggerate your movements so much. And I tried all of it. I tried all of it again and again, but my body just would not cooperate And the more the teacher shouted at me, the more uncoordinated I got. Like, I felt like the center of attention in the worst possible way. And it was awful. And to make matters worse, it seemed like the other girls in class were all so annoyed by the energy I was taking up in the room with my lack of experience. I was trying my best, but it clearly wasn't enough. But I really tried. I showed up to those classes, even though I was showing up with dread, and I even made my way through a really challenging recital. And I loved dancing. Like, I still love dancing. Dance parties are an everyday occurrence in my world. But I hated all of the rules that came along with the ballet slippers. And I'd try my best to follow along with the rest of the class, but I always just ended up, like, drifting off into my own little dance party. So it didn't come as a total shock when, after class one day, Francois told my mom that I was no longer welcome in her class. I got kicked out. (laughs) And you know what? I don't even blame her. Like, she was there to teach her students ballet. And although I had convinced myself that I wanted to learn ballet, the truth was I didn't. Not really. I wanted to be like my mom and my sister, but dancing ballet wasn't for me. I just didn't love it enough to do the work. And on some level, I can respect Francois for seeing that and helping to redirect me. Now, don't get me wrong. 
I didn't have such an evolved outlook on the whole situation at the time because it really hurt. It hurt to have every ounce of insecurity and self-doubt that I had validated in that way. And the message that I buried deep inside was, I don't belong. And it's only a matter of time before everyone recognizes it and asks me to leave. I mean, that stings even just saying it out loud right now. And it makes me sad for the child version of me. And also, I'm pretty sure that that experience did help to teach me how to recognize when I'm following someone else's arrow. And it equipped me with the tools to be able to course correct before I got too deep into someone else's dream. Does that make sense? And I made a much better tap dancer anyway. (laughs) It allowed me to be way more expressive and dramatic, which I totally loved. But I didn't realize that I had been carrying around the weight of that rejection for all these years until I decided to give bar three a try, knowing that it incorporated an element of ballet. And just like that, all of that deep-rooted insecurity that I'd been holding on to kind of bubbled up to the surface, and it took me right back into my body of that kid version of me in those ballet classes. And I'm sharing this with you because I think it's pretty remarkable stories that we sometimes inherit and believe about ourselves, never questioning whether we actually believe them to be true ourselves or if they're merely just someone else's projection. You know what I mean? And maybe if I had been given the chance to keep going to develop my ballet skills, maybe I would have improved or maybe I would have eventually come to the conclusion that ballet wasn't for me. I don't know. But I didn't get that opportunity, and I just adopted Francois's story of my ability and limitations as my own. And I know my mom would have happily signed me up for ballet classes somewhere else if I wanted to, but the idea had already been planted in my mind that I was the problem. So why would I have asked to be placed in another class? To be further humiliated? No thanks, I'm good. It's only now, years and years later, that I've even stopped to consider whether or not I believe that storyline of not belonging. Like, do I actually believe that, or could I just choose to start writing a new narrative here? And the answer for me was a yes, an easy yes. Like, of course, I can just start writing a new narrative here. I don't have to keep telling myself this same story. And I decided that it was time to close the book on those limiting beliefs that my former ballet slippers left on me. And as part of my Shine Wild project, I decided... I'm just going to start. I'm going to start. And I joined Bar 3's Commitment to Self Challenge for the month of January. And on the next episode, I'm going to share with you an honest review of my experience. So get ready for that, because like I mentioned, I've been recording car confessionals in real time over the past month as I've moved through this process. And I have a feeling you're going to really resonate with a lot of what I have to share because my biggest takeaways from this experience had less to do with working out and more to do with trusting the process, staying in my own lane, showing up and letting it be fun. All things that cross over into both motherhood and dream chasing, right? So my final thought here as we wrap up this episode is that over the years, as I've pursued my music career, and as I've podcasted, and now navigating motherhood, I've bumped up against several moments that resembled that ballet class, that feeling of being out of place, dancing my own little dance while being told that I'm not doing it right. But I know who I am, and the older I get, the more comfortable I get with not fitting the mold. So I guess the moral of the story that I'm trying to drive home here is that it's okay to just be yourself, and it's so much more fun anyway. And the world really needs what you bring to the table when you're being that truest expression of yourself. So 
that's my final thought as I wrap up this story of my experience getting kicked out of ballet. Have you ever been told that you don't belong? I'd really love to hear your story and you can share it with me over on Instagram. If we haven't already connected there, what are you waiting for? Come find me. Let's socialize. (laughs) Um, I'm at mama's cup of ambition over there. So let's connect. And one last thing before I go, if you got something out of today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would consider leaving the show a rating and review. Your feedback really helps independent podcasters like me to keep the show going and growing. And it's also really helpful in getting great guests to come on and share their wisdom with us here. And also, it's worth saying your endorsement of the show is another fabulous form of support. So if there's someone that you think that might benefit from hearing today's episode, please consider sharing it with them. So as always, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you tuning in and giving me a reason to record. I really, truly appreciate you, and I hope that you know how much your support means to me. Okay, so until next time, may your dreams be ambitious, may your coffee be strong, and may we all be mindful of the outdated stories we're telling ourselves. I'll talk to you soon.